making what he said seem less important, but Andy knew better. Surely the past won't cloud a business deal like this. Surely, Andy thought, with a sarcastic lift of her brows. But unless Justin Pierce had changed, she knew there would be trouble. The secretary's warning buzz and the knock on the heavy oak door paralyzed Andy. She glanced at the closed-circuit television screen behind her desk, the one that monitored the goings and comings outside her office, and saw the man she'd been waiting for. She looked at Wes, trying not to look as fragile as she felt. He seemed torn between compassion and amusement as he sat on the edge of her desk. It's him, he said. I can't believe he came. Wes started to the door. I'll let him in then leave you two alone. No, stay, she said quickly. We'll talk about old times. He turned back to her. Andy, Justin and I have kept in touch. He was in my wedding last year, for heaven's sake. If you still want to talk about old times after you've had this meeting, we'll all have dinner tonight. But don't sweat it. It's just Justin. Just Justin. The words didn't go together. It was like saying, just napalm. Justin Pierce had never been anything that could be preceded by the word just. She went back to her desk but remained standing. Lifting her chin and hardening her green eyes, she told Wes, let him in. Wes opened the door, and Justin stood there, looking as apprehensive, as defensive as she. Surprised to see his old college roommate, Justin let a slow, reluctant grin break across his face. Hey, buddy, Wes said, taking his hand in a friendly shake. How's it going? Justin laughed. Man, I didn't expect to see you here. We haven't talked in a few months. This is one of the reasons I've been so busy. Andy hired me to head up the building going on here, he said. At the mention of her name, Justin's smile faded and he faced the woman behind the desk. Her smile was tentative, almost awkward. Thank you for coming, Justin, she said. For a moment he just stared at her, his cool scrutiny making her wish she had never swallowed her pride and called him. He had not changed. His black hair, tousled by the April breeze, fell over his forehead and ears, ruffling across the collar of his shirt but he made no attempt to sweep it back into place. One hand rested in the pocket of worn jeans, and his tweed blazer was caught behind his wrist. Wes was still grinning. I gotta go, buddy. But we'll get together later, okay? Sure, Justin said. Wes glanced back at Andy. You know where I'll be. Andy nodded. The door shut behind Wes, but Justin made no move to come further into the room. You look good, he said in a detached voice. The ears haven't done any damage. His lids hung low over the clear blue of his eyes, like shields poised for battle. Andy shrugged, hoping to hide her resentment at his observation. Did he expect her to be a forlorn, shriveled creature who'd begun deteriorating the moment he left? Eight years isn't that long, she said. I see you haven't changed much either. She gestured toward a chair, 
But Justin remained standing, hands in his pockets, his actions punctuating her words. Neither of them had changed. Their pride still covered them both like armor. Knowing it was true that pride was her greatest fault didn't help her to deal with it or to repent from it. It had brought her to her knees more than once, full of remorse and good intentions, but now she knew it emanated from her as potently as it did from him. Andy brought her eyes back to Justin, matching chill for chill, and when she finally broke the eye contact and looked at her desk, he sat down. She wondered how long they might have stood there staring at each other across the desk, neither saying a word, if she hadn't broken the gaze first. The very childishness of all that pride made her angry. Crossing an ankle over a knee, Justin...